Good evening to you all and thank you for joining us once more for this Hour of Fellowship. I hope you've had a good week. We've certainly had plenty of cause for celebration in our family this week with a very special birthday. My mum, Major Jean Harry, turned 80 this week and we've also been remembering my dad, Major Ken Harry, who was promoted to glory 18 years ago this week. Of course, some of us will not have had such happy weeks and we're grateful at times like that that God is always near. His arms of comfort are always ready to surround us. Let's share a reading from the Psalms, and it's one which I'm certain we'll all be familiar. Psalm 8 Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth! You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants you've established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you're mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honour. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Wow. Well, another thing we've been doing this week is gazing up into the sky. Have you been looking at the satellites as they go past this week? Perhaps you've also just taken the chance to look at the stars and consider the heavens as we just read. It's certainly a time of the year that I particularly love anyway, because all the blossom, pink and white and red, is decorating the trees. And behind those lovely flowers, the fresh, bright green of the new leaves. Have you ever really looked at a tree and tried to appreciate just how many shades of green you can see? When we're children, and we've been drawing some pictures with our own little ones this week, and we want to draw a tree, we just pick up any old green pencil and do it. Do you know... There are so many different greens on one tree when I look closely that I think if I had all the green pencils or paints in the world, I don't think I could do that single tree justice. When I see beauty and wonder in creation like that, my faith grows strong and I want to tell the world that the one who made it also made me and loves me. Wow again. Let's sing together a mighty song of affirmation right now. It's number 34 in the songbook. I believe that God the Father can be seen in God the Son.
airtime this evening is led by Major Sarah Price. Sarah works on our DHQ here in the East Midlands Division. God is love. He is. And it has absolutely nothing to do with us. Others love us because of who we are, the way we smile, our witty humour, our caring nature or generous spirit. But not so God. He loves us because he decides to. Max Licardo in his book, Come Thirsty, says, You don't influence God's love. You can't impact the treeness of a tree or the skyness of the sky or the rockness of a rock, nor can you affect the love of God. If you could, John would have used more ink. God is occasion on love, or sporadic love, or fair-weather love. If your actions altered his devotion, then God would not be love. Indeed, he would be human, for this is human love. A few weeks ago in Holy Week, we were thinking about what heaven's love for us was like as we each looked into the face of the crucified Jesus and remembered that God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. As we pray together today, I just want to invite you to choose to go deeper into God's love. Scripture helps me to understand just how much God loves me. Psalm 27 and verse 8 says, My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me, O my people. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Zephaniah 3 and 17 says, The Lord your God is in your midst. He will take, take great delight in you. He will quiet you by his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. One of the best ways to celebrate God's love and grace is to share it with others. And in some ways that may be really difficult as we're in lockdown right now. And yet I'm aware of the most wonderful ways that people are reaching out to others in love. It's really quite remarkable. So as we pray together today, we do so in love for our fellow man and for the world. Please join me as we pray. Jesus, during your ministry on earth, you showed your power and caring by healing people of all ages and stations of life from physical, mental and spiritual ailments. Be present now to people who need your loving touch because of COVID-19. May they feel your power of healing through the care of doctors and nurses. Take away the fear, anxiety and feelings of isolation from people receiving treatment or under quarantine. Give them a sense of purpose in pursuing health and protecting others from exposure to the disease. Protect their families and friends and bring peace to all who love them. God, as more people get sick, healthcare workers and first responders are working longer hours with fewer supplies and with more risk of contracting the new virus themselves. Renew their energy and sustain them on long shifts, we pray. Bring your protection upon them as they work with patients. Multiply their supplies so that they have protective items that they need to keep them safe on the job. Inspire and invigorate the research doctors developing better tests to diagnose this virus. Lord, help them to create a vaccine to prevent it and identify protocols to eliminate the disease's threat. Father, we seek your wisdom daily. So we pray that you will be with our government leaders and their advisers as they make decisions that affect the lives and futures of our families, communities, countries and the wider world. We pray that they communicate clearly, truthfully and calmly with each other and with the public and that their messages are all received and heeded. May truth and empathy be the touchstones of people setting policies for our protection. Lord, we're so grateful for all the people who continue to work each day so that, the, so that people are able to eat. We ask that you bless and protect them as they serve. Give them grace to handle disgruntled customers during supply shortages. Keep their bodies healthy as they unload and stack boxes of supplies. Keep their trucks running smoothly as they deliver needed supplies and food to people who've ordered online. 
and please protect them from all contracting the new virus, we pray. Amen. You know, the big news of the Bible is not that we love God, but that God loves us. Let's just remind ourselves what he has inspired in scripture, that our names are tattooed on his hand, that his thoughts about us outnumber the grains of sand on the seashore, that we are on his mind constantly. He sees the worst of us and yet he loves us. Our past sin and indeed our future sin doesn't surprise him. He knows us better than anyone. And his verdict? He loves us with an everlasting love. As we listen to a piece of music just now, we remember that God's love changes us. We're not the same. So I pray for you today that as you open your heart to receive afresh the love that he has for you, it will transform you. It will renew you. It will bless you. Amen. Now, we usually have the singing company on duty with us in these meetings, but it's lovely this evening to be able to welcome a young people's band instead. And they're going to set our feet tapping with a march by the Danish composer Eric Silverberg called Down the Street. And the title of that march, of course, is a reference to the tune that the march features from the musical Hosea. Down the street comes the band of the Salvation Army. <laughs> Thank you. 
We're going to hear a testimony in a minute. But first, let's sing a verse and chorus of another great old army song. It's number 460 in the songbook, and we're just going to sing the third verse and then sing the chorus twice through. The words of the verse are particularly relevant to the time that we're all living through at the moment. Safe in the dark day, safe in the bright day, safe till my latest breath. There is endurance in this assurance, stronger than fear of death. When the accuser comes to the judgment, seeking my soul to claim, I have a token in the blood. I have the word of a pardoning God. No more. He remembers sin no more. Hallelujah. We're going to sing this and then Major Reenie Davy is going to share with us. children being I the school and the play that they enjoy? Why are so many vulnerable people feeling alone? I have asked the same question, why Lord? And I turn my to my songbook, 876. Many other things I cannot understand, but oh the wonder of his grace. Make no mistake about it, in spite of what is happening, God is still on the throne. He knows the storms that would my way oppose. He knows and he's on the throne. Hallelujah. Let me live, leave you with some words of scripture from the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 3. My husband's favourite, for I have been with you and I have redeemed you. I have called you and I know you by your name. When I pass through the waters, I will be with you, for I know you and know your name. Then from the first of Peter, chapter five. From the message, let him have all your worries and cares, for he is always thinking about you and watching you in everything that comes to you, he knows. 
we may be experience hard times, but our hope is in the risen Christ. The stone was rolled away and he is alive. And in many ways, we can see that he's still moving among us, bringing hope. And he rose again and he lives in my heart. And I hope that's your testimony. One of the favourite songs of the over 60s choir was Because he lives, we can face tomorrow For we know who holds the future Because he lives I do pray that at this time You will experience the risen Christ in your heart And the peace that he loves and brings to you and can bring you if during these days you keep your trust in him he is on the throne hallelujah keep the flag flying well what else can we sing after that lovely testimony but that song by major howard davis that she referred to it's number 876 in the songbook why are our sins remembered no more because each of us can always rely on the boundless love of God that pardoned me. Oh, the wonder of his grace. join in now with our band piece this evening. We're going to hear the selection Music Maker, 
which features several melodies that were composed by General John Larson. Triumphant Jesus, Sing and Make Music, Knowing My Failings, and Joy in the Salvation Army. This is Music Maker.
Our second Bible reading this evening is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 24 to 29. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them, and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Our message from the songsters this evening is another beautiful song, written about those very wounds that Thomas encountered in the reading that we just shared together. The wounds of Christ are open.
The phrase seeing is believing is one that we often hear in all sorts of aspects of life, isn't it? For Cleopas and the other disciples who encountered the risen Jesus, there would undoubtedly have been amazement, excitement, the kind of thrill that doesn't just raise the hairs on your neck or produce a tingle down the spine, but a great massive jolt, the likes of which we can't possibly imagine. So what about those who weren't there? Maybe the enthusiasm of those who were was convincing. But can we really judge poor Thomas too harshly for failing to be utterly persuaded by the other's fervour? What if it was you? What if it was me? You know, I have a feeling that I might just have been another Thomas. You see, I've used the words myself. If I hadn't have seen it with my own eyes, I'd never have believed it. And I'd hazard a guess that many of you listening tonight have said exactly the same at some time in your lives. But do you know, of all the words in all the songs that we've grown to love and incorporate into our lives as salvationists, whether that be for 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years or more, there was one set of words that came to me very clearly as I read tonight's Bible reading. So much so that I could almost imagine Jesus taking out an army songbook and reading to Thomas, Why are you doubting and fearing? What are you scared of, Thomas? I can hear him asking, with a smile on his face, of course. And there'd have been a twinkle in his eye, I'm sure, when Jesus stretched out his hand to his disciple to put his own finger into the nail holes. And Thomas knew he was forgiven and restored even before he took Jesus' hand that day. Just imagine the joy flooding Thomas's soul as this realisation hit home. No more. He remembered doubts no more. And it would have come with a second impact too. There would have been implanted a burning desire within Thomas, as it already had with the other disciples, to go out and persuade everyone else they met that they knew the Saviour. The one who truly is mighty to save both them as individuals and the world as a whole. Now, I don't think, quite honestly, that I've ever sung Herbert Booth's song right the way through more than a couple of times in my life. But there was a Call It Solo that used that tune, and it was in a book that I used to practice from when I was a boy, so the tune and later the words of the chorus became more familiar to me. But the first verse and chorus of that song read... Why are you doubting and fearing? Why are you still under sin? Have you not found that his grace doth abound? He's mighty to save. Let him in. Jesus is strong to deliver. Mighty to save. Mighty to save. Jesus is strong to deliver. Jesus is mighty to save. That's the message that Thomas and the others took out to the world all those years ago. And it's the same message that we have today. There's no other answer to the world's problems, as a thousand other Christian songs have gone on to say in the 130 years or so since the founder's son wrote that song. A more recent one that comes to mind was written by the great American singer Andre Crouch. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. It's a message that the world needs to hear. And if they don't hear it from you, and if they don't hear it from me, then it's not going to reach them. That's the responsibility that inspired the disciples. And it's just what should be inspiring us today. 
the wounds of Christ were made for his world. And we need to be telling it, there for refuge flee. To use the words of that other lovely song that the songsters brought to us earlier. But how are we meant to persuade a world that doesn't even seem to want to know? We can't parade Jesus in front of them and say, go on, touch his hands, look. But we used to sing an old chorus. I can't trace a writer of it anywhere, but the words say, I would that others might see the marks of Jesus in me. For they will not believe if they do not perceive the marks of Jesus in me. Another old song that was written by Annie Johnson Flint, that's the same dear lady who wrote He Giveth More Grace, reads, Christ has no hands but our hands to do his work today. He has no feet but our feet to lead men in his way. He has no tongues but our tongues to tell men how he died. He has no help but our help to bring them to his side. Yet, it's so hard to be Jesus to everyone we meet, every day, everywhere. You know, I think Jesus has that same smile and twinkle in his eye when he deals with us and our failings. He knows how hard it is, and he understands. Just like I think he understood exactly what Thomas was experiencing all those years ago. But Thomas did believe, and he went about his evangelism just as his Lord would have commissioned him to do so. We read that Thomas took the gospel to India, and he may well have also taken it to China and Indonesia. It's believed that he was martyred in Chennai, that's formerly Madras, in India, after nearly 40 years of preaching and teaching. I think the people he met would have seen the marks of Jesus in Thomas, just as we ourselves have seen them in many followers of Jesus that have inspired us. And like Thomas and Peter, we fail. We let him down from time to time. Another song of Howard Davies says, Many times have we fallen. Well, that's fine. As long as we continue with the prayer, Lord, lift us up again. And he will restore us. He'll restore us whether we've fallen a little or whether we've fallen a long, long way. I heard an amazing testimony this week from a friend who was brought up in the Salvation Army but fell away. And until just a few weeks ago, he had nothing good to say about Jesus or the church. His faith had been completely shattered, shattered all the way to atheism and beyond. And even though God had blessed this man's life with a beautiful family in recent years, he couldn't, he wouldn't see it until this virus came. And in the last few weeks, his faith has been restored. So much too that he wanted, he needed to tell all his friends. What a hallelujah lifted my heart when I read his words. Wow, again. Albert Osborne wrote many beautiful songs and poems. And one that I feel is particularly appropriate for now as we enter into a time of private and personal prayer. Saviour, if my feet have faltered on the pathway of the cross, if my purposes have altered, or my gold be mixed with dross, oh, forbid me not thy service, keep me yet in thy employ, pass me through a sterner cleansing, if I may but give thee joy. All my work is for the Master. He is all my heart's desire. 
Oh, that he may count me faithful in the day that tries by fire. Many times have we fallen. Many times we will fall. Lord, lift us up again. If you want to sing along with this song, it's number 672 in the songbook. Or you might want to just listen and pray that God will take and use you to be the marks of Jesus to the people you meet.
Before we finish this meeting tonight, I'd like to thank the Birmingham Citadel Songsters, Sunderland Monk Wearmouth Songsters and the Sydney Staff Songsters, Enfield Citadel Band and Portsmouth YP Band, Eric Tebbit, Majors Sarah Price and Reenie Davey and anyone else who's contributed to this meeting tonight. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but almost all the words and music that we've used in the meeting this evening has had something in common. Most of it was written by people who served as General of the Salvation Army. We've had, in order, John Gowans, John Larson, Albert Osborne and Wilfred Kitching, John Larson again, Evangeline Booth and Albert Osborne again. And after our closing benediction, we're going to hear a song that was written by General Arnold Brown. So... How could we possibly end this meeting than by singing the Founders' Song? It's number 509 if you need the words, and I made a promise many years ago that I'd never leave any verses out. That's quite a tricky task when you're putting together a meeting like this one. But I think with a little bit of audio editing and jiggery-pokery, I've just about managed to do it. So let's join together and sing this greatest of all songs of testimony. O oh, Boundless Salvation.
tonight, we thank you for that salvation. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your forgiveness to lift us up when we have fallen. We pray that you will be with us and stay with us so that people will see the marks of Jesus in each of us as we go about our lives from day to day. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us all. Amen. Salvation.